Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 281, and today we are going to be talking about a response that was given by Amazon's legal team about review sites, what you can do, what you can't do. Very interesting topic here because uh, a lot of times you don't get to hear from the legal team directly, but my good friend Greg Mercer has because, well, he had a review site called Review Kick. You guys might have used it. You might have heard about it. Great site when it was up and running and doing what it was meant to do, right? But since the change, he had to kind of pivot and kind of see, like, what can we do? What can't we do? And then he got those answers back from the Amazon's legal team. He's going to share them with us today. Pretty interesting, by the way, and kind of where the direction of, I'm doing the air quotes, review sites uh, are going to be heading. Uh, and you can almost kind of see it now where we're starting to talk about like deal sites. Uh, Slick Deals has been out there for years, and uh, it's. I think you're going to see that that's probably the way that we're going to be moving, but I'm going to have Greg talk all about that and kind of like the pivot. You guys probably heard of Review Kick, right? Well, it's now called Jump Send, and you can probably imagine why the name changed, right? And he's going to talk about that, but he's also going to talk about some new launch strategies, and uh, we're going to kind of go back and forth on that stuff, what we feel you need to do moving forward to select products, so this way here, you're not competing so much on reviews, and we can kind of go through some of those strategies and uh, and kind of talk through it, and you're going you're gonna to be able to listen in on this. It's really a great conversation, and we had no plan as to where it was going to go. So really excited for for you to listen to this. Um, Now, before we jump in, let me just remind you, show notes. We have all the show notes, the links that we're going to be discussing. uh, All of the conversation will be transcribed, so you can go ahead and download that if you want to by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 281. Okay, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 281. And you can get all the show notes, the transcripts there. So I'm pretty much going to stop talking now so you guys can listen to this conversation that I had with my good friend, Greg Mercer. Enjoy. All right, Greg, what's up, my friend? We are back at it again. I forget, this has got to be, I think, four times for you. So back on the show. What's up, man? How you doing? Good, Scott. Thanks for having me on again. It is always a blast. You're my favorite person to talk to, so I appreciate you having me on. And uh, man, I know we're gonna have some fun as always. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because uh, you know we didn't really plan on doing this so soon, uh, but uh, we kind of uh, wanted to because you and I have been talking back and forth a little bit uh, privately through Skype and stuff, and kind of like okay, so what's this mean now, right? And I mean, everyone knows really that, uh, you know, you also had a review group um, or a not even a review mm-hmm. group, just a, a group of people that were wanting to basically get products at a discount. It just happens that yours was called a review kick at the time, which we can talk about sure. why that's been changed and all of that stuff. But really, I wanted to dig in from your point of view as well, because you're, you know, you're being affected because the people that are using your service may have been affected or could be or whatever. So I want I really really want to dig into kind of like what's going on in Greg's head, you know, and we can dig into that. Yeah. And then I also, I know you said privately just told me that you've had some interactions with some attorneys from, uh, from Amazon's legal department and you're willing to share that. So that's awesome. And then also you launched a product recently after this recent update and you've got some updates with that. So we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff, and I, I think it's on everyone's mind right now. So this should uh, be re- very relevant to most of your listeners. Yeah, no, this is going to be this is going to be good. So I guess where should we start? Let's talk about the day it happened. <laughs> Let's talk sure. about the day, right? Like so, just 
Yeah. yeah, just in case anyone's living under a rock, we could just do like a 30 second. Yeah, let's recap. do that. Why don't you do that? Why don't you do that? Okay, so uh, pre before uh, October third, if you listen to this in the future, before October third, twenty sixteen, um, it was perfectly um, okay with Amazon and per their terms of service to give away a product at a discount or free, uh, in in exchange for a product review on Amazon. Okay, so that was okay. It was written clearly in their instructions. That was. Or excuse me, in their terms of service, um, it was a very effective launch strategy, and it worked well, and it was by the book. Um, so kind of without warning, on October 3rd, they released uh, some new terms of service as well as a press release stating that that was no longer allowed, okay? Mm -hmm. So uh, most sellers kind of had to scramble like, okay, well, how do I get my initial reviews now? What's the launch um, strategy look like now? Um, and of course, everyone had lots of other questions. Sure. Um, so now that that was a few weeks ago, uh, we have been able to get some clarity from it. And um, now we kind of start to have some answers. Yeah. Okay. And that's a great, that was a great recap on our, it was, it was kind of, kind of a little bit bumpier than that during it, than when it was <laughs> happening. But, uh, but yeah, that was a smooth, a smooth way to explain it. But man, I'll tell you what, uh, my Facebook page was blown up. You know, uh, you know, well over 30 some thousand people in there just blowing up saying it's over. Like the Amazon game's over. We're done. Amazon apocalypse. Yeah. If, if you're going to launch a product, uh, you know, next week, you probably shouldn't. It's a waste of time now. What, what's your thoughts on that? I just want to get your thoughts on people that are saying that. Like, what is it? Like, what, yeah, what do you think so, it is? Yeah, so, man, I love, like, I've seen, like, headlines, like, Amazon no longer allows reviews and, like, right, uh, right, right. all kinds of, like, crazy stuff, right? That's just, like... Um, so Amazon's still a great opportunity. They still allow reviews. Like the big scheme of things, this is like one tiny little change of their terms of service, right? Exactly. They changed like a few words. Um, they didn't like outlaw FBA sellers, right? It's like they just no longer allow a discount or a free product in exchange for a review. Yeah, so um, yeah. it's, it's still a great opportunity. I think everyone's starting to realize that. I think now, you know, the first few days, everyone's kind of panicked, but it's like, okay, now when I really think about this, it's not that big of a deal. I have to kind of go back to um, the basics as far as like marketing principles and stuff go, right? Like have a good listing, do good PPC, all these things. And then, you know, these products still work very well. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. And again, if that was your whole business strategy of like, you know, giving away product for reviews, like I don't think you were really building a, a business or even, you know, understood the full business. Like you said, there's so much more that goes into it. Um, I mean, all the way from, like you said, picking a good product, but then also treating your customers, you know, with, you know, the best customer service that you can, um, I think is what it comes down to. And, and you know, having a great product and, and living up to what you're selling. Um, so, you know, that's just, that was a strategy or a tactic, I should say, you know, it, it there's other ones out there. And, and again, I, I think that we still can do this in, in certain ways, which we can talk about. Um, just, not going to be doing it in exchange for a review. I think that's the big, big thing here. So let's let's maybe go right to the conversation that you've had recently with some attorneys, right? Like, and again, yeah. let's just say that like this isn't legal advice. We're not giving you legal advice. I'm not an attorney. Greg's not an attorney. He spoke to a couple. Um, Brody's sleeping. He is an attorney, but he's not here to say <laughs> that he can give any advice. Um, so <laughs> what uh, what did they say? And and how did that conversation start? By the way, did you reach out to them? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I 
I, I speak quite a bit with other people in the space, and of course, I was concerned about this because uh, at the time I had what was called Review Kick, which um, it did exactly what the old terms of service was. Right, you could give away a product at free or a discount in exchange for a review. Sure. So of course, I was worried when the terms of service changed, and actually, Amazon's uh, legal department, I guess, reached out to. Um, a fair amount of other people in kind of the space from what I could tell. I didn't personally get an email with, from them. I'm mm-hmm. not sure why because um, I, it, from what I could tell, I was doing the same thing that these other groups that did get the email were, but I was able to get the email address and respond to them uh, or send an email to them and just like ask for some further clarification. And they were actually, I, I have to give them a little bit of credit here because they were actually quite a bit cooler than I was expecting. I was expecting them either to like not respond to me at all mm-hmm. or respond back with like they copied and pasted like the terms of service to me, you know, it's right, like, okay, right, yeah, thanks right. a lot. Yeah. Um, but they actually, we've exchanged like four or five emails now and they've actually been pretty cool about like clarifying, uh, what's allowed, what's not allowed, um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the gist of it. Like what is allowed now? What's not allowed? And they actually like even gave me some examples. So, um, I don't have the exact email in front of me, but if I were to summarize these four or five emails into a few paragraphs, it would be that a, they're, they're taking it very seriously. Um, you know, they're, they were well aware of what was going on, uh, kind of in the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was nothing wrong with it at the time cause it was legal, but they were very aware that there was Facebook groups, there was websites, um, like review kick and like all the other ones. Um, so they, they're, they're not dumb at all, right? No, they, no. they know exactly what was going on. Exactly. Uh, but at the time, of course it was okay. So no problems there. Um, so they, they made it clear that, um, there should be no type of, not of course it would be a straight up against the rules if you still required um people to leave a review after getting a discount okay like that's pretty obvious but mm-hmm. they also made it very clear that there should not be any um like hints that you need to leave a review okay. and the shoppers shopping on these deal sites should not be incentivized in any way to leave a review so they mm-hmm. gave some good examples like um they can't only have so for instance, like, I guess what they're getting at is like someone could try to say like, oh, you don't have to leave a review. Um, but in order to be like a member of this club, you should leave reviews or something. Right, or, right. um, so you can't like give someone membership to a, uh, now like a deal site if it has anything to do with like them being required to leave a review. Uh, so that was one thing that they made very clear. They also made very clear that you shouldn't be able to track the person that um, purchases your deals. So I, I guess I should back up a little bit and say that promotions are still 100% by the book, all right? So you can still create coupons in Seller Central. You can still do promotions. So you know I could say, hey, my marshmallow sticks are 50% off. I'm trying to get additional sales or I'm trying to launch this product. Um, so I'm offering a discount. So that's still by the book. However, you shouldn't, um, they made it clear that they don't want you tracking the people that you give the discounts to and whether or not they leave a review. Mm, okay. Okay. So, uh, this was something that we did do before the terms of service update that has definitely been changed to comply with the new rules. So now no longer can you like track to see whether a shopper, um, has left a review for a discounted product they got. Gotcha. Um, they also made it clear that it should be like, um, 
there shouldn't be any like selection biased. So it would be against the rule to be able to say like, Hey, I'm going to give a coupon to this person because in their history, they have left a whole bunch of reviews or they, uh, usually leave like five star reviews or anything like that. So you need to, in order to be like a legitimate deal site, which like the, my new site is now, um, you can't tell anything about the person who you're giving the coupon to. Right. It's got to be available to everyone. Uh, it's got to be available to everyone, and you can't have someone, uh, in order to be in that group, to uh, to have to to give a, a review. Now, my question would be like, what if? And this is just again hypothetical. What if you had, uh, you know, you had a group that uh, that was formed that just wants deals, like Slick Deals or Fat Wallet or any of those? And let's say that it that you you had to pay to be a part of that. Is there anything wrong with that? For the person that's on there buying product? Yeah, so the way I uh, interpret it, and we had four or five emails, so I think I understand it pretty clearly now, is that's no problem. Um, What would be a problem would say that, like, if you don't have a review history on Amazon, it costs $50 a month. Whereas if you do have a review history on Amazon, it only costs like $10 a month. Oh, okay. So like selection bias based off people's like review history or like anything else that lets you know how good of a chances that you're going to get a review, that would be against the terms of service. Yeah, so like you're, you're, like you're pre-qualifying them in a sense and they don't want that. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So, which I mean, like, I can't really blame them, right? Like that would be, I think like a little bit like of a gray hat type tactic, mm-hmm. which, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if you, whereas if you're just giving a coupon to everyone, um, that's what they want. So yeah, you're, you're taking a chance that, uh, that people in this pool, there's going to be people that are very critical and there's some people that aren't so critical, but it's, yep. you have to basically give it to everyone and Hey, you made it, you might've given it out that time that you got half of them that are very critical and half of them that aren't. But in the past we could pre-select, you know, kind of based on their recent, you know, review history or even their life, uh, you know, uh, long uh, history. Uh, but what they're saying is they want it to be, you know, pretty much just random. They want it to be random. They don't want you to, to basically go out there and just target those people that you feel are going to be easier to give you a review. That's how yep, I see That's it, exactly right? right. So yeah, and that's exactly right. That's what they're looking for. Um, so they're definitely still totally cool with doing like promotions and getting additional sales, um, you know, from selling discounted products in the form of coupons. Um, but yeah, there shouldn't be any way to just kind of reiterate this one more time. There shouldn't be any way to like increase your chance of getting a review when you do uh, these types of promotions. Now, what about this? And I know you and I talked about this before about unverified and verified, but now, so I'm thinking like, what about depending on how much of a discount you would offer, does that hurt your chances of getting a review? Even if that person, like, let's say I just sent it out to my email list. I've got, let's say I've got an email list of a thousand people. I said, I'm going to do a special promotion for all of you that are my longtime customers, uh, 50% off this weekend only. And I give a a code out for 50% off. They buy it, they come over and they just happen to leave me a review because they're going through my review follow-up. Like, is there going to be a, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but I mean, what's your thoughts on this? Do you think there'll be a filter in place or something that says if you have something that's more than a certain discount, then we, we aren't going to allow a review to come through? Yeah. So this, uh, wasn't, um, verified by the lawyers, but I, so like I said, or as you said, during the beginning of the podcast, I did do a launch, um, I think around like October 7th or 8th. So about like 10 days ago and so far I'd given, I'd sold 15 at a discount at 50% off. So 15 at 50% off. I also had like four or five organic sales 
And that product has four reviews on it now. Okay. So I don't, there's no way for me to know whether mm-hmm. those came from the people who bought it at 50% off or who bought it at full price. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't track it. You know, it was totally anonymous. Yep. Um, but like, I, I would probably assume that at least like one of those four, maybe two of four, I don't, I mean, I have no idea, Yeah. but I would probably guess that one of those, or at least one or two of those came from the people who bought it at like 50% off. You would think so. And yeah. I mean, the reviews are there. Uh, they, yeah. So, I mean, as far as I can tell, uh, like that's still okay, um, for those people to leave them and they appear to be allowed to leave the reviews. But, um, yeah, like I said, there's no way for me to know for sure. That's just like my assumption right now. Yeah. And what do you think about the leaving the disclaimer that was left in there before? Like some people on a certain group that you might use again, whether it's yours or someone else's, they've been already conditioned. They've already been trained to kind of put that disclaimer in. What about that now? Like, are we just going to have to take the good with the bad and that may happen? You know what yeah, I mean? so this is a really good question. And this is like one of the things that I was really trying to get uh, Amazon's lawyers to clarify. And this is like the one thing that kept being vague about. Mm. But uh, essentially, like they just kept saying, like, refer to like FTC guidelines, mm. um, which if then if you look at those, uh, the FTC guidelines and rules, um, again, it's not clear whether it is very clear that if like you specifically give it to someone and ask for review that they need to leave a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. But even in the guidelines, it's, it isn't clear whether, um, if you're totally anonymous, you know, so like another good example of this would be, say I just go to Walmart, I have like a 10% off coupon, coupon, I buy a few things and then like leave a review on their website. Would you need to leave a disclaimer with that? Um, I, I don't honestly, I don't know the right answer to this. However, I will say like, it seems like most people in the space in the industry right now believe that as long as it is totally, totally anonymous and by the book, like we've been talking about how to do it, this podcast, that it's okay not to leave that disclaimer. But uh, that's just uh, seems what the majority vote is. Yeah. I, I think I read somewhere that the FTC said that, and again, this is just something I thought, I think I read uh, again, this isn't like, you know, exact. It's not a fact. But what I did, the way that I I, uh, interpreted it was that if you give a review in exchange, uh, or if you give a discount in exchange for the review, that is when the disclaimer was supposed to be added. But we're saying we're flipping that around. We're saying like, we're not requiring a review. We're not even incentivizing in any way. We're just saying like, we just want to get a sale at a discount and let our follow-up kind of work its 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 magic, right? Like let our follow-up do the job of making sure they're happy, making sure if they have any questions, let us know. And then maybe just saying, hey, if, could you do us a, a quick favor? You know, Amazon wants to make sure that we're taking care of our customers. Would you go over and let them know how we did? Just kind of thing. That That's it. Like not, you're not persuading them to do it. And you're not saying, I gave you this discount because of that. I, the way I look at it is everyone should receive the same message versus just the people that got something at a discount. That's just my own personal take. What's your take on that, Greg? Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with that. Um, I think that's exactly right. And I think that's what kind of like Amazon's after now. Um, they, they still very much like, uh, reviews on their platform, you know, uh, they just wanted to remove all the bias out of there, which mm. I mean, I, I can't blame them for that. So, but um, to tell you the truth, like I was like pretty like stoked to like be able to talk to Amazon's lawyers and like hear this from them. You know, it's like, OK, cool. Like before I was pretty scared about like 
or not. I mean, I was like a little nervous about like still doing promotions. So like, it's pretty cool that like they gave me the thumbs up on that. Hmm. I was still like uncertain kind of about like the future of deal sites. And they gave me the, uh, the, you know, the thumbs up on that as long as it meets all this criteria, which is very reasonable and not difficult to meet. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about Review Kick used to be and now what it is and, and kind of, uh, you know, why you changed the name and kind of kind of go through that stuff. Because, uh, you know, I mean, I, I understand why you changed the name, but let's just kind of talk a little bit about that and, and what you've done so far since since this has all come out. Yeah, sure. So um, our platform used to be called Review Kick. We uh, relaunched as JumpSend. So I guess the main reason for that is um, Amazon made it very clear that they didn't want you like hinting at or at any way like um, I don't know the exact rule, but it was like misleading mm-hmm. to a deal shopper if the platform was called Review Kick, right? Sure. sure. So um, we thought it was only appropriate and better for like our long term vision if it wasn't if it didn't have anything to do with reviews. So sure. we relaunched it as Jump Send. Um, as far as like the email campaign stuff goes, it's all the same because no uh, no terms of service were changed regarding that. As far as like the deals part of it goes, um, so for shoppers now it's like almost better because now you can just get like tons of really cheap or discounted stuff uh, and you're not required to leave your review anymore so that's cool for them uh, as far as sellers go there's still tons of shoppers on there um, you still uh, shoppers still request your deal and you still like approve however many you want each day however you don't know anything you don't know like the shoppers name you don't know any of their like review history the only things that you know are whether they um, have verified their account like via uh, SMS text message mm-hmm. and whether or not they've it, – essentially now it's just like fraud protection. So we just make sure it's like not a robot. They're verified with uh, SMS text message and they're verified via uh, login with Amazon. And the reason we left those two is it is like fraud protection and make sure it's not like a computer trying to steal coupon codes or something like that. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. Um, but you don't know anything about their Amazon profile, anything about the review history, uh, nothing like that. So you don't have any way to like uh, choose one shopper over another uh, based off their history. Okay, so that that's all good and everything. Now, still the, you know, the 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 seller. I'm I'm gonna I'm playing the you know the seller right now because I I am a seller, uh-huh. but I also you know have a lot of sellers listening to this podcast that I feel responsible for, um, and, I, and I know you do as well. You know what I mean? So it, it's kind of like. It's tough for me to say, yeah, go start doing, you know, kind of pick up business the way we used to do it without still feeling a little nervous about, you know, they're on to these groups, right? Like they're, they're on to them. So what would you personally, even yourself, like you just did a launch and you just kind of did it. And again, let's kind of go back to this though. The launch you did was pretty, pretty low. Right. Like you just it was just kind of like it was just a slow, steady little thing. It wasn't giving out hundreds a day or a hundred a day. Right. It wasn't like, you know, excessive. And I think that was the other thing that they put in into their terms of service, whether it was this time, the last time or whatever time. But it's it's, you know, excessive um, promotions and giveaways and stuff like that. But like, what do you think about that? Because almost like now Amazon may be focusing on these review groups and watching them very closely and then those reviews or those sales that come from there, um, and it, again, I'm again, I'm kind of talking around here, Greg. I hope you don't mind, but <laughs> I've got other thoughts in my head. <laughs> yeah, like, no like, oh, I know. You yeah, know, let's chat about it. Yeah, I, I mean, like, so, like, first off, I, I think of this though. Like, if I was going, if I was going to use a deal site service, like you know, 
jump send or whatever now, right? I'd be uh-huh. thinking in my own head, sales. Like I'm just right now I'm, I'm in sales mode. Like I just want to get some sales on, you know, on the first week, get on the radar, start ranking that type of stuff. Right. And to me, sure. and it's always been that way, really, where the reviews was a secondary aspect of, of the sales. Like the sales is going to help me get noticed, get seen. So I guess I almost answered my own question there is I wouldn't be really worried about Amazon uh, cracking down on me using one of these or, or penalizing me for using one of these because I wouldn't be using them for reviews. I'd be using them for the sales velocity and then the reviews possibly could come after the fact, whether it's from this group or whether it's from organic sales that I get because now I'm starting to rank. Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely makes so sense. So what what do you what do you feel as though like the group that that you have now that you've created, like for people using this group, like do you think that in the future, like Amazon's going to target these groups or do you think that as long as they're playing by the room, the, the rules are going to leave you alone? Um, no, I think as long as you're playing by the rules, they're going to leave you alone. I think it's like, it was, it's also like pretty naive to think that, uh, Amazon wasn't like watching us all along. Of course. I think they pretty made it pretty clear in one of the emails that they have been. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, and I don't think that I'm the only one that runs like a deal site now that's been in touch with the lawyers. Um, and I, again, like, like I said, it makes me like feel a little bit better actually now that I have because it's like, mm. you know, I told them what changes we made. Sure. Um, I asked them to like look at the site again. Um, you know, I <laughs> I wanted them to like reply back and be like, can you put in writing that everything about JumpSense okay? <laughs> they weren't quite. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm sure Jeff Bezos wasn't going to allow that. No. But, um, you know, I did ask him. I was like, you know, I'll even se- I can set you up a free account if you want. Like I was like, you know, because I wanted to work with them. Right. Sure. And like sure. I said, like they were pretty cool about like willing to work with people who are willing to work with them to make sure that like they, that everyone conforms to the new terms of service. So I don't really see any problem with it, uh, in the future. Um, I'm hoping we can keep like an open line of communication with them as well. You know, like, um, just about everything. Cause me, you know, like I'm sure all the rest of the deal sites feel the same way. We all want to be like compliant. Uh, we want to still offer this service to sellers cause you know, I'm sure a lot of sellers like me and would like it. So yeah, I, I'm not worried about it. Um, I would definitely say like, if you are even thinking about using like a Facebook group or whatever else kind of like secret group that, uh, is not following the new terms of service, and they are somehow still incentivizing uh, shoppers to leave reviews or any other like gray hat stuff that I was talking about earlier that the lawyers want to make it clear that you're not doing. Um, I think they're a lot smarter than everyone thinks and like have a much better handle on it than everyone thinks. So I, I, I mean, you know me, Scott, I'm like definitely always following by the rules, but I would yeah. uh, strongly advise against that because I think they're a lot more in tuned with everything than you think. No, I agree. I agree 100%. And I, I, it was funny. I think after this whole news came out, I seen a Facebook uh, a group get started and it was called something like full price review something or something because people were thinking that you had to you had to pay full price now. Um, and if you did, then you can leave a review. So someone already tried to make this group, you know, called something, you know, yeah. pay, you know, full price uh, review club or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? So sure. you're, you're always going to find those back alley kind of, uh, you know, here, come on over here. I'll get you something I can, you know, we, we've got a, we've got an advantage over here. Um, but again, I think if you're treating this like a real business and you want to keep at it in the long game, you got to play by the rules. It's all there is to it. Oh, you know? absolutely. And, and I think so, yeah. your, your group is, is, and I think you, I for, forget your group for a second. It's the person that's, 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 you know, I guess managing 
and, and really running the ship. And, and it comes down to you and your team to be able to be on that stuff. And, and that's what I, that's what I think is critical at this point is when you're doing this stuff is you have to trust the people that you're, that you're using these services with, and they're not just a faceless kind of brand. Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. Um, cause yeah, that's also kind of what I asked him. It's like, well, how do I turn, you know, I have this deal site that a lot of Amazon sellers would still like to use. We already have a whole bunch of existing shoppers. Like what do I need to do to make this into like a Groupon or a slick, slick deals or like yeah, another yeah. deal site? Um, and then that's when, that's when they were really cool about describing like all the things that'd be okay and all the things that are not okay. So okay. yeah, I've, I feel good about it now. Now, do you ever have any plans, do you think, to ever open this up to just people that are selling e-commerce stuff that want to just use the deal site versus it just being Amazon sellers? Yeah, for sure. That, I would definitely like to do that, actually. Um, either other channels or other yeah. e-commerce sellers because that's exactly what it is now. It's just a deal site like Slick Deals or like Groupon or anywhere else that um, you can put up your discounted products to make extra sales. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I would definitely like to do that. I think the only thing that that concerns me at this stage right now, and again, you know, maybe I'm being paranoid, but it's kind of like those people that are in that group, not just yours, but all, you know, any group that have ever signed up in the in the past, they've already been kind of trained and, and, and conditioned for that. Um, what have you done to kind to 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 try to re-educate them or to make them aware? Have you been like you know, communicating back and forth with you know not the sellers necessarily, but the the uh, you know the buyers? Yeah. So that's a really good question. And this is something that we were kind of worried about too. So, um, we did a few things and, uh, I think we've done a pretty good job at it. So of course, like as soon as the TOS changes, we put up a blog post, we emailed all of, uh, the shoppers on the site. Uh, so that was like the first step. And then after the, the relaunch. So after a review kick turned into jump send, uh, if you have a reviewer account next time you logged in, um, it tells you about the changes and uh, again, just reiterates this would be like the third message that they've seen. Mm -hmm. Um, and they have to check a box to like agree to the new terms before they can continue their account. Um, so that should be pretty clear. And then there was one more email that has already gone out. And then there's a few more that are scheduled like for this month, like just, uh, I really just want to keep, like keep reiterating this like mm. to them, you know, because of course it's possible someone didn't open the last email or something. But um, the fact that they have to like reread the terms or and, and we put it in very like plain English, right? We're not like trying to hide this on like a hundred page term. Sheet, right, 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 right. right. Uh, so it's like in very plain English, very easily to read. You have to check a box and agree to it. Um, and through the emails and the blog posts, I think. I think we've done a pretty stellar job at like re-educating them. Make sure that the like the worst thing we want to do is like want them to think that like, hey, we're just saying this, but it's like with a winky face or something, mm, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's like very plain English, like uh, very sincere. Um, you know, tr we're really trying our best, like make sure they understand that this is just a deal site. There is no expectations or anything about a review at all. No hints or anything like that. Um, so yeah, no, that's yeah, big. I, I feel, I feel good about it. No, that's, uh, that, I think that's important. And I think, um, you know, anyone that has the, you know, a, a group like this, you know, it, I think that's a huge part is really making sure that you, you, you keep, uh, you know, mentioning that. And again, I think as time goes on, it will start to take on the new shape of, of what it's transformed into now, which is a deal site. Right. You go there to yeah, get the deals and, and all you're really all we're really asking you to do is, is basically buy something at a discount. That's it. Um, and I think then it's up to the seller to 
to really wow them with some some stellar customer service and and stuff like that to to get the natural feedback and, and reviews and stuff. So let's talk a little bit about before you know before we wrap up here. I did want to just talk a little bit about like the future of Amazon. I know we talk about that almost every time we're on because you know it's you know it's been a little bit of time since since we last talked, not that long, but you know because of this and because of other things that may happen in the future because we never know what's going to happen. Like. Mm-hmm. Where does it set right now, do you feel, for like a new seller coming in? Like someone that doesn't have an existing e-commerce business. I would say anybody that has an, an existing e-commerce business, like you're foolish not to just put your products on up on Amazon anyway. But let's just say that person that's just starting, they're get you know, they're just getting their feet wet or whatever. Is it still an opportunity for them to take advantage of? Or what what, what would you tell them to to do before they ended up jumping into this? Or maybe you would say just jump into this. So maybe, maybe you can kind of speak to that. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, and yeah, so there's a few points I like to make. Um, one, I think it's still a, a very good opportunity to start. Um, two, now if I was now like on my product research, I'm going to be looking at even like lesser competitive um, niches. So where before like it was pretty easy for me to get like quite a few reviews, right? Um, so I could get into like the little bit more competitive stuff. Now I am looking at like a little bit lesser competitive uh, type niches. They'll be, you know, easier for a brand new seller to get into, which and there are plenty of those without a doubt. Um, and kind of like one of the other things that I am noticing more and more now, the like when you were launching a product before, since like the sales and like the discounted sales came with reviews, I think like a lot of people, and to be completely honest, like including myself a little bit, uh, we're thinking that like the reviews had like a big reason that you were like ranking well and like getting initial sales and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I like what I'm seeing like with this new product I just launched, and I think other people too, is that like, okay, it's actually not so like, I don't know if the reviews have anything to do with the ranking algorithm Mm -hmm. uh, for Amazon. What is very clear is sales velocity without it. That without a doubt is like the number one uh, besides, of course, like relevance for the keyword term. Sales velocity has like without a doubt the largest. And then I would say like conversion rate probably has um, a factor in there as well. So, yes, having some reviews does affect your conversion rate. Um, However, I'd say there's probably a certain point, whether it's like six or eight or 10 or 20, I don't know for sure um, at what point like your conversion rates really starts to improve. Um, but, you know, it, it looks more and more like it is just the, the sales velocity that gets you ranking well. After that is the quality of your listing and all these other things to affect your conversion rate. Yeah, and I, I've said that for the longest time. It's like Amazon's all about what? Sales, right? It's all about sales. And yes, the the, sure. the reviews to me helps you get more sales because people trust it. But again, going at it, and again, I've kind of, I've always lived by very similar rules as far as, you know, product selection and, and even teaching people how to do proper uh, product selection, which you and I have done a couple of, of episodes, uh, episode 56, episode 161 or 162. I'll, I'll put that up in the show notes. But, you know, we, we've went deep in, into this and really that criteria has changed a little, but we've always talked about finding products that aren't highly competitive. I think more so now it's finding products that you don't have to compete on reviews. I think that's the big one. Right. It's like finding products that, you know, before if you found products that had, you know, 
I don't know, 300 reviews, maybe even 400 reviews, you thought, well, okay, with a, with a few you know good giveaways or promotions, I can get up there and I can start competing. But now it's like finding that product that does two, 300 sales a month at the right profit margin, and maybe it only has five reviews, and maybe it only has one picture, so it's under-optimized. Uh, under, uh, I think those are the factors, right. to me, that's going to make it so much easier that you don't have to worry about getting the reviews right off the bat, and all you really have to do is just spike the algorithm a little bit with sales, so this way here, you can start to get noticed by Amazon. That's my thoughts, uh, you know? Yeah, and I agree with that, and to be completely honest, like, if you're the type of person that was just in it for kind of like a quick cash grab, um, it's probably like a little bit of a worse opportunity for you now. If you're the type of person who is more in it as like a long-term, like sustainable business, it's probably actually a better opportunity for you now because because um, there are just going to be like less people trying to get in now. And you don't have to worry about probably just like as many listings popping up all the time. So the people that are like willing to put in a little bit of extra work and want it to be like a long-term, more sustainable business for them, it's probably better for those people now. If I had to guess. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. And and I, I think to to really, I guess, speak to like, you know, the person going going into this. I, and again, I don't want to say you can't go in here and you can't just go in and, and ride a trend for a little bit and then get out. You, you definitely can. But like you just said, Greg, it's it's riskier, right? You're, you're running into that where, you know, you might get into something, you might buy a bunch of inventory, you might sell a bunch of it, and then you might be holding a bunch of it. So those are some things to also think about. But I think, again, like you said, there's going to be people leaving now. There's going to be people leaving because they figured, you know what, it was easier before because I could just go out and buy, you know, 250, uh, you know, promotion giveaways and, and, and get some reviews maybe out of that. So they're going to be leaving. Um, and that happens in anything, right? I mean, building niche sites uh, years ago was the thing and, and it still works, but it's harder nowadays, but it just requires a little bit more work, but it was easier before. So there's always going to be people that fall off. So that makes more opportunity for you, the new person or the person that's into this thing. And I still think right now for anyone that just wants to get started, that wants to make their first thousand bucks a month, like, like revenue, I, or I'm talking profit. I'm saying like, so basically pay your mortgage payment or, you know, pay some student loans. Mm -hmm. or whatever. I still think that is so doable with finding a low competition product and doing a very basic launch and optimizing your listing and maybe a little bit of pay-per-click. I still think that's, and I think, oh, if, yeah. I think if people start there, I think they're going to learn and then from there they're going to grow. Um, that's oh, just, yeah, without you know, a doubt. It's still like an awesome opportunity for that. If you're trying to make a thousand bucks, no one would argue that at all, I don't think. Yeah. Um, well, let me tell you about like one other, so I was at a conference this past weekend uh, and there was a lot of FBA guys and I was talking to all of them about their new experiences and all this stuff. One guy was doing something that's really uh, interesting and cool to me. So, you know, now like listings on Amazon are more valuable, right? It's harder to create a listing that has a bunch of sales history um, and reviews and stuff. So what this particular guy is doing is he's contacting sellers that have um, private label type products and have a, a very like under optimized uh, listing mm -hmm. with um, a number of reviews and the most of the products aren't selling that well and that's how he's able to get them pretty cheap. Um, and his play here is to buy these listings and products um, from existing sellers that have a good history optimize the listings and then the idea is there, you know, start ranking a lot better for them um, and start to do a lot better for them. So I thought that was one uh, pretty cool and interesting mm, thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I will also say 
some guys are probably going to uh, be upset for me about saying this over your podcast, but um, <laughs> um, now also like uh, some of the European stores are much more attractive now. So I, I personally, I'm going to start looking at like the UK uh, and Germany um, quite a bit harder, at, you know, at the end of 2016 and beginning of 2017, because it is way less competitive over there without a doubt. We did like Jungle Scouts, um, did the sales algorithms for Germany like a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. And I was really surprised how much demand there is over there for how little competition it is. And I know there's some guys uh, listening to the train house Scott that are pissing me for saying this, but <laughs> uh, it's the truth. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, hey, the truth sometimes hurts. But yeah, I mean, again, for <laughs> for for people, for people, your secret. Yeah, right. But for for people for people just starting out, I think sometimes that's overwhelming. So it's kind of like, how do you get started? You got to learn the system. Um, but you know, I I would say, and I have international uh, you know people that are listening to the show, and they're like, where should I start? What market should I start? And I'm like, where do you live? You know, and I'm like, I'd launch there. Right. It's easier yeah. for you to launch there than necessarily in the States. Now, that doesn't mean that I would, wouldn't say I've got plenty of people that listen to the podcast or even that are in my class that that they have launched in the U.S., but they live in another country and it happens all, all day long. And that's fine. But I always like the least you know amount of uh, resistance. Um, and like you said, there are more opportunities um, in those uh, in those other uh, countries because, well, because there's not a lot of people doing it right now, but there's still going to be demand and that demand is going to grow. Um, I'm not there yet. I know you're not currently there yet, but, uh, you know, that's definitely something in the future that I'll be looking into as well. Um, but, uh, as of right now, we're trying to stay focused and you know how hard that can be sometimes, right, Greg? Yeah, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Entrepreneur bug. Uh, so, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, all right. So I, I mean, we, we could sit here and talk for hours, but I really wanted to just kind of, again, we'll wrap this up, but I just really wanted to get you on and, and hear your take on all this. And obviously because, you know, review kick and, you know, now jump send. And I wanted to hear all about that. I wanted to hear about what you were doing, um, on the back end of that now, because we want to convert that into a deal site. And, uh, and I'm just glad that we were able to kind of go through some of this stuff and, and also hear about what these Amazon lawyers were saying. I think that's, that's really awesome. And then for you to say that you just did a recent launch without having any of this stuff and it's doing okay. So I still think yep. there's, there's a lot of light at the end of the tunnel and, and we just have to, have to just remember the good old fashioned, you know, one-on-one -on -one marketing stuff, right? Like find good products, you know, find good markets, uh, optimize well and, uh, and, and run a little bit of pay-per-click. And I think as long as you do that first part, the product research, I think you're golden. Um, I, I really think that you can, you can make this happen. So Greg, is there anything else you wanted to end with before we wrap up? Um, no, I think that's about it. Um, you, you know, talking about like uh, being able to uh, speak to the lawyers about it. Like before that, I was kind of worried because a lot of people, you know, would inquire to the, uh, the customer support reps at Amazon. We're getting like all kinds of just like crazy different answers. And I think like, you know, uh, they, there's nothing wrong with reaching out to them, but, um, uh, they're obviously like a little bit less trained, um, not like real insightful on it. So like, it was just really good. You know, I was really stoked to kind of hear it from like the horse's mouth, the legal team, the ones that actually like make the terms of service rules to be able to really like clarify it. Um, but yeah, that's about it. And you know, I, without a doubt, it's still a good opportunity. So um, no, I, I think we've, 
we've kind of talked about a lot of like the bad things on it, but it's like, man, if you compare it to like starting some other type of business right now, it's still like so much easier, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, again, we, we, we have to remember like Amazon has the traffic. They have all of the e-commerce stuff in place, right? So that's why I always tell sure. people it's the best place to start. Does that, does that mean that's where you stop? No. You know, you, you can go externally. You can go on different platforms. You build your own platform. You can build your own email list, all that stuff. But it's For definitely sure. the easiest way. Um, still, and I, I say easiest kind of lightly because nothing's easy. It's still going to require work. This isn't like get rich quick thing, but, uh, but it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely, you know, it's there. Um, you just have to be able to, you know, you have to be able to pivot. I think we all have learned that. I, I got a good friend of mine, Dom Sugar. He's been in this business a long time before Amazon even existed, was a big eBay guy, still is. And he said he's pivoted so many times throughout the years. It's just, it's part of business. Um, and I think people just need to understand that. So, um, but I, I do want to, I kind of want to circle back here before we do go though. And everyone probably knows, you know, Greg is, you know, the creator of Jungle Scout. That's kind of where it all started for, for him as far as like with the online tool suite. He's always also obviously started as a seller, but um, it really does come down to that product research in the beginning. It, it really does. And I think you have to master that art. And if you do, because I, I believe it is an art, it, it's like a skill set. You, it, it's like you, you create this thing. Uh, or, or this skill set, so you can go in there and identify good and bad, right? And then you know how to kind of yeah. like reverse engineer, and you know how to dig deeper than just the surface level stuff. And we talked about this. We did a workshop not too long ago on showing your web app, and and the web app really to me isn't really where you're going to necessarily find the product, but it could it could, but it's really to me it leads me to a product that I wouldn't have have uh, thought about or I wouldn't have seen before um, because. It brought this thing to the surface, and then I dig down deeper. Like we found these acorn, uh, it, they, they were called acorn, uh, whatever containers, and they were for gumball machines. <laughs> and then we, well, then we drilled down into this guy selling like gumball machines and like gumball machine accessories and gumballs. And and it's like you never would have known that if you didn't have that being pulled to the surface. So I just you know want people to understand that it does really come down to picking the right market and the right product. And uh, you know, you've great, you created a great product with that, with the web app and and the extension. And you know you have a suite of other tools as well. So if anybody wants to check out more about that, head over to the show notes. I'll link all of that up because there's a bunch of resources there. If you want to go directly to Jungle Scout, the web app and uh, and the extension, we do have a, a special deal there for you guys as well. The amazingseller.com forward slash JS for Jungle Scout and uh, any other resources we'll, we'll plug in there at the end of the or in, in the show notes. So, uh, Greg, right. I want to thank you again, man. This has been awesome. And I uh, just wanted to say uh, I'm, I'm sure we're going to meet really soon again uh, in person, maybe. I don't know. Are you going to be going to the Miami event? We haven't confirmed that yet. Uh, I think I'll go. If you're going to be there, Scott, I'd better go just, <laughs> just to hang out with you, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll tell people more about that if, if we confirm that or when we confirm that. I think that's in May. I think it's in May of this year. So anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that. But that's always fun. We had a great meetup the last time we went. We had over like 40-some people show up, which was awesome. It's always fun it to talk awesome. to the uh, TAS uh, audience and the Jungle Scout peeps out there. So, all right, Greg, I'm going to let you roll. Uh, let's, uh, let's stay in touch, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right, bud? Thanks again, Scott. Take care. All right, man. All right, so there you have it, right? Another great conversation I had with my good buddy, Greg Mercer, and uh, he gave us some insider stuff that uh, he had received you know, talking with the legal department, the legal team, whatever you want to call them over at Amazon. So it's really cool to be able to get the inside scoop on that stuff. And then just to talk about the launch strategies, and I just want everyone to know that you know, there's no like set formula 
other than finding a good product that you don't have to compete on reviews and finding enough demand and depth there, I think is key. And depending on how many you want to sell per day or how many units or what your profit is, that's going to determine on that research that you do, right? And I think if you go back and even listen to any of the other episodes that him and I did together on product research, they're all pretty much the same. The only thing a little bit different now is I would look at products that have a little bit less review numbers. This way here, I don't have to compete as much on reviews. So guys, that's pretty much going to wrap it up. The show notes, theamazingseller.com forward slash 281. If you guys want to uh, go ahead and grab Jungle Scout, if you haven't done so already, which will make your product research so much easier, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash J. S, and that will take you to that page. That'll give you a discount and some other goodies. And yes, that is an affiliate link. I will earn a cup of coffee and I would appreciate that. So uh, thank you so much if you do go through that link. And if not, that's cool too. All right, guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. But you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. You know what's going to happen. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.